Worldwide Crime Report, the reason I'm saying Al Graham is because this is an incident that involved me directly. And it's also a report on domestic violence. Yes, it is true. In California, it has gotten out of hand. And most of the time, it's always complex no matter what you do. But Proposition 47, I believe, was put into place and it decrees that in an argument between two neighbors, you could usually say, well, he said this, she said that, and you settle it. I can't prosecute them because he did that to them. In a domestic situation, it's all changed. The burden has been placed on the officer who goes to the scene. An officer, not the chief, your legislator has placed a tremendous burden on the officer to choose which one, because this is the rule, one of them is going to jail. One way or the other, going to jail, going to rehab, going to the nut house, one way or the other. This is a mandate, a terribly unfair mandate to put on the husband if it wasn't him or the wife if it wasn't her. There's no discerning. It's strictly on the way the officer sees it, period. That's a tremendous amount of responsibility. And often it has gotten wrong in my case. My wife and I are married 35 years. Constantly arguing about things that I do she doesn't like, like a Pakistani orphanage or some alcoholics and drug addicts I work with. She thinks they're all worthless. And, Duh, people need to be brought back from where they are. So this was my job, it's been my job for many years. However, it gotten so heated, we had an argument. She got in my face, got this close, she spittled all over me. I pushed her away. Like a fool, when the cops came, I admitted, yeah, I pushed her away. She made up a bunch of other shit that wasn't there. And they decided without question that I was the one who was going to jail. And I said, wait a minute. I've got a videotape of me, her getting in my face, provoking me, bashing my door in with a piece of wood, going out to the window. I've got me calling watch commander and say, watch commander, could you do me a favor? He said, well, what are you calling me for? I said, well, look, I'd rather not have the cops come here. Uh, I thought maybe you could send a purchase out and they could talk to her and calm her down. He said, well, they're already there. When they got there, they talked to her before they talked to me. And they came to talk to me. And I said, well, look here, I've got this videotape. I don't want to see it. I said, but there's evidence. I don't want to see it. Already had made up their mind by talking to my wife, not even giving me a chance. They were ready because every time I'd put my hand in my pocket with the camera, they'd go, take your hand out of your pocket. I'm like, oh, fuck. I know I'm going to jail for some reason. Finally, they said, you're going to jail. And I said, well, could you please be careful because I've got a broken arm a couple of weeks ago. And they didn't even listen to that. They just jammed my hands behind my back, aggressively took me to jail, even though I protested. I've got evidence that my wife was provoking me. Does it matter anyway? Even if I pushed her, even if they didn't see her pushing me, but it was all there on videotape. The banging on the window, the police, uh, the, the, the watch commander saying, well, la, la, la. It was on, they wouldn't look at my evidence. They looked at hers, which means they chose who was going to jail before they even talked to me. That's not what 47 says. It's still on the officer to call, but it's got to be fair. Otherwise, you're going to get a bunch of people and I believe this is what happens. The prejudice of like two lesbian officers who's constantly around town advocating for all the women, no matter what the men did, no matter even if the women uh, provoked it, even if they got in the husband's face, the women always got 
precedent because the lesbians, two of them, for years have been looking at my daughter, looking at my wife, wishing, and this is not bullshit, you can ask anyone in town, they get to say who's the wrong guy. Now, can you imagine who's going to go to jail if two lesbian cops come to your house? Well, that's what happened to me. I spent three days in the county jail, un unfairly accused. I fell and hit my head twice. I was in there three days, never got bail, never got food, never got my meds. And three days before that, my wife hadn't been giving me my meds because we'd been arguing. So, on the very last day, two sadistic bastard sheriff deputies almost killed me. I fell right in front of them, bashed my head, was bleeding, and a big lump. They saved me. They said, get up, get up. You're still in jail. I couldn't get up. I had a broken arm. I was on the fucking floor. They made me crawl across the cell in my own blood. And I finally, the determination got up. And they said, see, I told you you could do it. I almost fell again. They stood me up, walked me up to the nurse's station, and told the nurse's station, this guy's a homeless coming off fentanyl. The nurse treated me accordingly. I said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Please look at my records. She said, there are no records here. I said, please look. An hour later, she came back and said, oh, fuck. Yes, I found your records. You're not a homeless coming off fentanyl. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, she sent me back to the same jail cell with the same sadistic bastards who kept on. I lay all night on the floor bleeding. On the concrete floor, no bed, no blanket, no nothing. Almost close to death, I prayed to my Father in Heaven, please, I prayed to the uh, depth of funders. Out of the depths I have cried to you, Lord, Lord, hear my prayer. And by God, I got a banging on the door that said, you're going home, you got bail. I couldn't get bail because I couldn't make a phone call. My son in Los Angeles got me out of jail. Here's the tricky part. I got outside of the jail, nowhere to go, no money, no food, no nothing. Just got my phone call. It had a couple of bars left on it. And the phone rang and it said, are you Reverend Graham? I said, I am. Well, if you're a reverend, you should be telling the truth. And I said, what are you talking about? And the guy said, well, you uh, said the deputies pushed you down. No, no, he said, you said you were pushed down, not that you fell. And I said, no, I didn't. I said, I fell. And he said, well, it kept, it sounded like it was drunk. So if you're a reverend, you'll tell the truth. And he said, well, who are you anyway? How do you know anything about my case? He just said, well, I want to tell you this. If you're a reverend, kept going on and on and on. So the fucking idiot called me on his home phone. So when I got back for another, I called him back. I said, hey, uh, could you tell me how you knew about my incident? And he said, well, I don't know any sheriff's deputies. That's what he said to me. I didn't say it to him. I said, I didn't say sheriff's son. And he said, well, I don't know any cops. So finally, it, I said, well, what is your name? He said, well, I, you know, I just lent this phone uh, to a friend of mine. And uh, I said, what's his name? He said, uh, I don't know. And I said, well, what did he say? He said, I don't know. I said, well, you know, he, he said, and it would sound like, just like you, the same voice. And he said, oh, well, I lent that phone to this guy. And I heard him saying to you, push down, stand up. But I didn't know what it was. And I said, well, what? How can I find him? He said, oh, he's just at a, he's just at a party. I was at this nursery in El Cajon or somewhere. 
and I was having a party with all these people. This guy just asked me to use his, my phone. Okay, really suspicious. So a little further investigation later, put my private investigator on it and found where he lives, what his name with, and he's related to one of the people who tortured me. And if he's not related, he's very closely associated. So I now have a sheriff's uh, department. I have a complaint against them. And we're going to follow up now with the rest of the evidence. And we're going to file a civil liberties, or actually civil rights case against them for trying to kill me. On the other hand, it originated in Coronado, those two Coronado cop women. So it is a group grope, in my opinion. And we will bring it once again into the sunlight. And this domestic violence thing, it has to be rectified. It has to be uh, brought out into the sunlight and shown what can happen if you, if you do not get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like, I can't even think of what I'm saying, but you don't get due process. That's what I'm saying. If you, if you, if you don't get due process, what's the point of all of this? stringent uh, requirements by the police and why are the police why is it put off on them they're just ordinary people with their own proclivities their own anger toward whoever they see they're not fair they're not judging you objectively and that's the bloody problem here so this is my report and i'm sticking to it and we're going to continue with this as a constant and ongoing investigation. And there you have it, I'm Al Graham for my own report. It happened to me, yeah, right here in River City. It rhymes with B and it sounds like D. That's the joke part. And there you have it, Al Graham signing up.